You're listening to the Wool Academy podcast. This is episode number 45. Hello and welcome. My name is Elizabeth Van Delden and once a week we talk to an industry expert from the wool industry supply chain from farm to fashion and beyond, delivering strategies and insights to be successful in wool and showcasing those beautiful stories wool has to tell. Willy Gaia works together with his two brothers, a nephew and his father in the family business Fuhrmann, based out of Argentina. Fuhrmann is a wool supplier and top maker belonging to the G. Schneider Group. Willy calls himself a wool enthusiast, a lover of nature, happily married and a proud father, and a promoter of sustainable and responsible organic wool. Willy, welcome to the show today. How are you? Hi, Elizabeth. Very well. Thanks for having me here. Yes, thank you for your time today. Let's start by you introducing yourself a little bit more in detail and explaining the work that you do in the wool industry. Well, uh, you have done it uh, very well yourself. So my name is Willy Gallia and I'm a commercial representative in Furman, uh, which, as you said, is part of the Schneider Group. Um, my my work here is to look for customers. I, I am basically a commercial, and I follow uh, Central and South American markets, uh, also Asia, and uh, particularly Northern Europe. Uh, and I help my brother also in the teamwork, Marco, uh, to the rest of the of the clients in general. Uh, and on top of that, I am also a specializing or he um, heading a restructuring of our business towards a more modern approach, uh, focusing on communication and uh, having sustainability uh, in the core. Great, that's uh, a lot of work, it seems. And yeah, maybe tell us also a little bit more what uh, Fuhrmann does and what kind of services and products the company offers. Yeah, as you said, it's a lot of work because it's a family-run business. Uh, as you pointed out, my father and my two brothers work together with me here and my nephew now. And uh, so we kind of do uh, a lot of work all, all around. So I do, I get to see all the all the work from production, logistics, uh, financing, everything. No, so it's a lot of work. It's very nice because you get a good overview. And uh, Furman, uh, what, what we do here as part of the Schneider Group, we are one of the four mills that the group has around the world, with uh, one in China, one in Egypt, and uh, Berrone in Italy. And our mill was founded in 1998 here in Argentina, in Treleu, which is located in, the Pata in Patagonia, in the south of Argentina. And it is, uh, we are the largest exporter of organic wool tops from the country. Uh, As from last year, we also became the largest exporter in general terms um, from from Argentina. Um, and uh, as you know, all, all the wool from Argentina is non-mulesed. This is so. Um, what we do also in Furman, not only the, the the tops, but we also have a vertical integration with the farms. We have been offering for the past. Uh, four or five years, five or six years already, actually, uh, the service of managing farms. Uh, we noticed that in Argentina there was a big, a big uh, demand for this. Uh, we had, uh, we are based in Trelew. We are the only 
company whose head uh, office is also in where the mill is in Treleu in the south of the country and therefore we had this opportunity of uh, growing towards uh, the primary production and we we did this and it's very interesting because uh, we get to um, direct the production to where we think that the industry needs to be heading uh, on a more uh, faster uh, scale and this is has a, this um, the scheme uh, of vertical integration with the primary production allows us to have today uh, over 2,100 sheep um, under our direct management, and we are uh, going to 300,000 very shortly. So this, in terms of wool tops, is about 400 tons of wool that we are all uh, converting. What, what is some of it is already organic, and the rest we are converting towards organic. Uh, so we expect to have 400 tons of organic wool tops from our own production going to 600 tons, uh, which is an, a unique uh, business model. So this is, in a, in a nutshell, what we do here in Furman. Wow, that sounds like a lot of sheep and a lot of wool. Can you Do you know how many farms that is around about? For the yeah, tenants? we have uh, 12 uh, farms, 12, 13 farms now. And as I said, we are always... Uh, we have a great demand for increasing the number of farms, but we are taking it uh, slow because we need to build the teams that manage these farms and all the structure behind it. Uh, so we're doing it very slow. Uh, at, we're doing it at a fast pace, but uh, making sure that we do it properly, of course. Okay. So, yeah, it's uh, very interesting. Thank you. And if I understand correctly, it was actually, was it your grandfather who started the company? And tell us maybe a little bit more about the history and also why you decided to work in wool and for the business. Well, in, in my case, it was a thing uh, related to the legacy, I guess, because my, as you pointed out, my grandfather, he was Ita Italian. He was already into the wool business. My father uh, was into, he still is into the wool business. And he came to Argentina when he was about 20 years old to get to know the industry here. And he came from Italy, from Biela, and uh, he fell in love with the country and met my mother, fell in love with her as well, and uh, he stayed here. And uh, so we are all uh, very closely re related to the Biela uh, industry, which is, of course, Schneider Group is originally from Biela as well. Uh, so that is where the re relation comes. And it's interesting because I see that in Schneider, it's also a family-run business. We are also a family-run business, so it's very nice uh, to have this possibility of working with my father and my brothers. Uh, although, as you know, it has its upside downs as, er as everything, but it's all, all in all very nice. And what is very interesting is to uh, be able to put into the traditional uh, industry that wool is, uh, to try and look for a, a new angle. Uh, related to communications and uh, to put, you know, I am a younger generation, so I have to bring this into the industry somehow. And that's a very nice combination that I think is now bringing some results positive. <laughs> that sounds really good. And you said that uh, a lot of your farms are already organic and the others are converting to organic. But why did you actually decide as a company to commit to the organic wool? First, because it was the right thing to do. 
I mean, uh, I was uh, raised uh, with all the concerns for, uh, you know, I'm a younger generation and we have been raised with a lot of concern for the environment. Uh, I think it's just something generational maybe. And so first that was something that I just felt right to do it. But uh, but then also uh, I must, it must be said that at the start we had a, a lot of struggle to do this because the market wasn't really there. Uh, so we were doing this and it had a, it didn't yield, it didn't uh, produce um, a positive result in terms of uh, monetary results. But uh, slowly, uh, I mean, this this started to appear, and in the past uh, couple of years, now we we see that uh, the industry and the end user, the end customer, is uh, uh, you know is following this and is uh, interested in this and is it's giving us the 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 result that we needed to invest more and more and to and to convert the industry towards a sustainable approach. So. Um, that's why we decided to commit. Basically, for a general, it felt okay to do it. I mean, but uh, uh, now we see that it's also beneficial uh, and it makes sense from the commercial and, and uh, economical side as well. So that's also very nice. So you needed a long breath for to wait until your yeah, decision exactly, became exactly. a success. Okay. Yeah. And can you tell us maybe what is so special about organic wool or what makes organic wool organic wool? <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, organic wool is, is everything is special about uh, organic wool because, you know, it's uh, it's very interesting and it's, uh, it's uh, good to say and safe to say at this point to make a parenthesis and mention that wool in general is already the most eco-friendly way to, to dress people in the world. This has to be very clearly mentioned. But uh, within this, organic wool is already a step further in the sense that it looks at uh, the, minim the minimal impact of all the industry. Uh, and this is something that we need to pursue uh, and not stay in the comfort zone saying that wool is uh, all or uh, It's, it's okay to say that wool is already eco-friendly, but it's always better to pursue improvements because when you stay in the comfort zone, it's when you start losing margin or losing share or just uh, dying, basically. And this is something we cannot uh, afford. So in a philosophical aspect, organic wool represents the constant improvement of the industry, if you if you want to put it in this way. But in, a, in concrete terms, uh, To answer the question, organic wool basically curates for all the chemical and uh, toxicological aspects of the industrial process. Uh, so, uh, whoever uses uh, organic wool, the, the the product itself will have the le the least uh, amount of residues that it can have. This is uh, curated along the whole process, and it has uh, protocols that look after this. Uh, since the primary production, of course, in the farm, and then all along the industry, I we do uh, GOTS, G-O-T-S, uh, wool tops in Furman, which is the most accepted uh, uh, terms for our clients. It's what is more demanded, so that is where we, we have um, done our certification for the mill. It looks for many, many aspects of the, of the processing. Of course, it also ensures the traceability in every step of the way, but 
it looks at uh, the water treatment. Uh, it looks about uh, the material. Of course, the detergents that you use they need to be biodegrad biodegradable. In uh, they look about they 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 care for the workers here. They 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 you know they come and they ask them how they are doing and they see that they were working in in proper conditions. And uh, and this is basically for the for the industrial processing. Then if you go back to the primary production to the farms, um, they they that's uh, the local Senasa, which is the local national health uh, authority. They have the protocol for organic, and uh, they look into also similar issues like what uh, pesticides you can or, or not use in the farm. Pesticides are actually forbidden. They give you a amount of the types of uh, uh, how medicine you can apply to the sheep is also uh, looked into. So they they give you what is okay to to use and what is not. They look at, they they make sure that you have a control of the grasslands. The, this is very important aspect. They look at the that you don't produce the certification in the farm. So there is a an audit of the grasslands of the farms, which is uh, yearly or two years, I think, and this uh, is also very important. Uh, and then they have general uh, in the in the organic protocol. They talk generally about animal welfare as well and about the uh, general installations of the farm. The the uh, yeah. So this would be. It's a very very big and and complex, and it includes many things. And I am surely skipping some of them but as i say the general outline is that it uh, it addresses and it looks at uh, the best way to produce uh, wool and uh, now uh, what i see in, in the farms that i go and visit that are doing organic is that they are people that are really uh, very focused on their production and, and how to improve it and it revolves around the animals and making sure that they are healthy and well treated also so it is a clear sign for the industry all along uh, also reaching the the primary production that if you do things uh, caring for the environment and 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 for the animals and for and and for the people that work there uh, you you get a benefit out of that and not, also an economical benefit i think that that is really in a nutshell what is happening with organic wool in Argentina for what I've seen. And when you started to implement organic on the farms, was it difficult to convince the farmers? Well, uh, we we had a difficult moment at, at first because, as I, as I said, we didn't get a premium uh, or a sufficient premium for the organic wool because the industry, it wasn't... Uh, It took some time to develop and to and to get there, but so we had a bit of a, a struggle. I mean, we didn't have enough support, but then slowly this started to appear. And what is interesting about Argentina and about organic wool is that the sanitary conditions in Argentina are very good, and that is why we are strongly pursuing this also because we in Argentina we our wool is very good, but. In terms of quality, if you look at Australian wool and New Zealand wool, uh, Argentina wool is at best at the same level. We're not going to be better than Australian wool or better than New Zealand wool in terms of, of quality. But what uh, Argentina wool is really uh, good at is at its sanitary stat status. 
Uh, that is why all Argentine wool is non-mulesed, and that is why it is important for us to uh, spread this uh, this news, this story, uh, which is uh, of course not a story but a true uh, situation with the with the production in Argentina, and that is what we try to explain to to the farmers. Uh, they they don't they they. It's quite simple for farmers to become organic if they follow the, the protocol. It's easy to implement uh, for a number of reasons. Basically, because in Argentina, in Patagonia, the climate is very arid and desertic, so sheep graze at very low ratios per square mile. Uh, there's less uh, contagion, less parasites, less flies. Uh, so it's very, it's a very healthy way to produce and a very uh, natural way to produce. It's a very extensive production here in Argentina, so that is something that we need to... I think that the world is really looking for that stories and for that type of products. So Argentina has a lot to offer in that sense. Uh, so yeah, I think it's... Uh, we're starting to get there. We're starting to, to, to make this um, uh, known to the end user, and it's having very positive repercussions for, for all the production chain, also for the farmers. Okay, thank you for explaining that. And if I understand correctly, what you said is that the the conditions of the land in Patagonia are already like that, that you naturally don't need to use any pesticides because it's dry and I guess also a lot cold, so there's not much for bacteria, etc. and parasites to grow. Exactly. That's okay. the that's the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes yeah. it easier. And speaking of Patagonia, what is so special about that place? For me, it's very difficult to talk about about Patagonia because I live here. I, I love this place. It's where I chose to raise my my family. Uh, so I am a bit. Uh, maybe I'm not too obje objective about Patagonia. But uh, if I have to say something, I think that it's a very nice communion with nature that we have here. The way we live uh, our day-to-day -day lives and uh, the activities we do we are very much of an outdoor people a uh, lot of sports uh, it's very nice and that it's it's really overwhelming the the, the contact with nature here and, and that's why I, i am always very open to i mean it's a place that if you don't see it for yourself words just cannot uh, describe it properly and uh, that's why But I, that's why I'm very open. We're always very open for people to come and visit uh, Patagonia. We always try to, uh, you know, invite people over. And when they come here, they see it for themselves and it changes the whole perspective. And they really understand what, in, a, in, in what we're trying, what I am trying to say, basically. And it's, uh, it's very nice. So we are always welcoming people who want to come here uh, to our farms, to our mill, and to see the, the, the you know, the general place, the, The nature here is very nice, so uh, I would uh, sum it up as a place where the the communion with nature is very, very nice, and it's a very uh, beautiful balance. So you're basically open for brands and retailers to come and see for themselves how their wool is grown, if I understand. Your invitation. Yes, yes. <laughs> Our invitation is always open. Uh, we are not perfect. We have many things that we want to, and we are improving. In Furman, particularly, we are adopting uh, animal welfare protocols that are much, much more advanced than what uh, the national authority is uh, suggesting. We're trying to, 
we are following the the RWS uh, protocols in our farms, but even if we are not certified, because the certification is now under, uh, it's not being, uh, it's not available in Argentina yet. Uh, but we are one step ahead of this, and we're always listening to. This is the importance of communication, also uh, that I was telling you before, Elizabeth. Communication is a two-way uh, road, and we are very in interested in hearing what the end consumer wants to improve of our production, and we are open to this. Uh, so we are always welcoming welcoming people who come with the spirit of uh, helping and and giving us a hand to direct our efforts towards improving the the standards and but we're very happy with with what we do now so yeah we're very open to receiving people to come and visit us and what kind of collaborations do you have so far with brands and retailers because you say you're quite vertically integrated and so you can also connect directly with the brands and retailers yeah uh, what we're doing um, We're doing many initiatives with different clients. That of course, I am not going to openly discuss them because I cannot. But what I want to say is that we are slowly collaborating with clients who, who want to have a, a traceable, a, a very defined traceability scheme. We, we, we are doing that in, in, in by uh, brand uh, ingredient uh, branding, basically. We, we are developing our own Uh, name as a Furman, as an integrated with the farms, uh, wool top producer, uh, with a strong orientation towards sustainable and organic production, as I said before. And we are trying to generate uh, contents that we want to make available for our clients. So this is something that we are building uh, with a communication strategy and that we want, to, uh, we want to have as many clients on board of this because it, uh, it, it is a two-way benefit for clients and for ourselves, of course, and it helps us to, as I said, direct our efforts towards improving our production. And, and, it, and, it, and it shows us what is the, the way for the future and what things need to be improved and where we need to put our efforts. So in general terms, this is what we're trying to do with the clients who are willing to, to work with us and to, and to help us out to do this. I also liked what you said earlier that you also want to listen more to what the end consumer is telling you and one way I saw that you're getting more and more involved in social media especially also on Instagram how do you see that already benefiting you and yeah what are you listening <laughs> or what can you hear actually well to be honest I'm I'm quite new with the Instagram and I am not very uh professional with the I, I, I am not uh, really uh, you know a millennial so I, I'm not the best to, to to do this but I am starting and it's very interesting to see repercussions and what I am doing with this at the moment is basically showing day-to-day -day experiences and trying to put a human face to the industry uh, because I think that that is uh, what it's all about at the end of the day all, all the certifications that we are doing and that we are we have been doing and that will come in the future are all uh, depending on the people that are behind them and the intention that the people behind them have and the responsible of those people. So I think that the industry is looking for faces and for to humanize the, 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 the whole supply chain. So in that, that regard, I think that Instagram is a very interesting tool because I get a lot of uh, 
when I post a picture, I get a lot of reactions, and I and I and that tells me already, uh, depending on the type of reactions I get, what is uh, what is uh, of interest and what is not, and what is it gives me a sense of uh, of a market that maybe from Patagonia here where we are, it's not so easy to have. So it really closes the gap. It really puts people together, and uh, Instagram is uh, today the best tool to do that. So it's a very interesting uh, thing to to study, and uh, we are starting with this. Uh, we are very new at this, but I think it has an interesting future, and I think it's. Uh, I would encourage people in general to do it and to use it. Okay, that that's quite interesting, and thank you for being so honest that you just actually started and you're still learning. But I think that's already quite valuable for others to hear as well. And I heard you once kind of say that actually the lifestyle that people have in Patagonia is actually quite closely to re related to all the, the to the trend in in more urban areas in regards to slow fashion and you know back to nature can you talk a little bit more about this how how you think that you know Patagonia and wool from Patagonia can link well with consumer brands and the consumer directly well I, I, I have this idea what 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 I see here with the communion with nature is that uh, as I said I mean we 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 live here and uh, We respect a lot nature in our own way. We eat meat, of course, and, and this, but we do it with, uh, it's, some, it's something of a ritual. Uh, for us uh, in, in Argentina, it's, it's uh, not a secret that we like to eat asados, and this is something that puts people together. So in a way, I think that it's a nice uh, communion uh, that we have in that way as well. It's a cultural thing for, for, Argentinian, for Argentine people that contact with nature, to go fishing, to go hiking, uh, and all these activities that we do a lot. I think it's related to the fact that uh, our population is quite small. We are 40 million inhabitants, and it's the eighth largest country in terms of uh, square miles in the world. So there's a lot of, it's very easy for people to access nature and to go out there. And, uh, And also, this, if you link it with the sanitary status of the wool production in Argentina, I think that it's very nice uh, that we try and 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 and, uh, and show the end customers that this is what we are about, and this is what wool uh, in Argentina is about. It's about the contact with nature and uh, finding a, a a nice balance with it and uh, respecting it in your own way, but respecting it at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, uh, this is what we are, in a way, trying to, to this is the, the lifestyle of uh, Patagonia that we are trying to, to, to share with, with uh, whoever wants to uh, get on board. So, you, yeah, like it's kind of like a trans that could easily translate also to consumers in, in more urban areas. That's true. And one thing, if I'm a consumer, would I see a difference between organic wool and normal wool or yeah how how is organic wool different well as i said before it is the the as a product it has the least amount of uh, chemicals and pesticides traces in it that's the bottom line of being organic whether it's meat wool or any other product 
that is the end. That uh, if you get a fleece or you get a sweater or or or, or, a, or a jacket or a suit made out of wool, organic wool, it's going to have l- uh, less traces of uh, of uh, chemical material and another uh, toxical or wastes that uh, regular produ- regularly produced uh, wool garments. This is the end of the. This is the bottom line. But as I said before, there's much more to it. And it's the way it's been produced all along the the, the, the industrialization and the primary production, uh, and it's uh, it's showing, uh, as I said, the way uh, we need to go forward. Okay, thank you for those final words. How is the best way for people to find out more about Fuhrman and to connect with you directly? Well. Uh, Hopefully, we're going to be uh, reaching people out ourselves, so they're going to see us somewhere. But uh, if they, if today they want to look for us, they can do it on the G Schneider webpage, uh, which is uh, www.gschneider.com, and uh, also on my Instagram, which is Willy Gallia. You can look me up or by email. But uh, we're going to be going to. Uh, we're going to be more available, hopefully, each day. Okay, well, thank you so much, Willy, for your time and explaining us all about organic wool and Patagonia. I really enjoyed your stories and how you described everything. I wish you continued success and also lots of success for your committed wool growers and all the best in the future. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. Have a nice day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to Willy talking about Patagonia as much as I did. If you want to find out more about Fuhrmann and also connect with Willy on his social media accounts, you can find all the links in the show notes at elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 045. That is elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 045. Also, I started a little newsletter that I send out twice per month. In the newsletter, I share my most recent blog posts, podcast episodes and other interesting news articles that are related to wool and the fashion industry. I would love it if you join my mailing list and receive the newsletter on a regular basis. You can sign up at elizabethvandelden.com forward slash newsletter. That is all for today. Talk to you again next week and bye for now.